Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's another edition of the Believe in Steelers show. Welcome in. I'm Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion in Pittsburgh, <clears throat> Steelers Scout, swagging you, Ike Taylor, IT, recording this on the Wednesday in advance of NFL Week 10, Steelers, Packers. And I hope this morning I am not a pebble in your shoe, Ike Taylor. No, you're definitely not a pebble in my shoe, as Coach T would say. But good morning, Mark. Ike, good to see you. And right from the jump, we'll get into Mike Tomlin. He was on one yesterday, Ike. And I could tell a little bit frustrated, but the Steelers stand at five and three. Uh, a lot of questions, a lot of social media antics uh, with George Pickens and everything, too. Writers need things to write about. Media members need things to cover. Uh, at the same time, you can understand the young player's frustration. We know what he can do on the field. Uh, like Mike Tomlin says, he wants players that want the football. At the same time, too, though, I you always tell me, listen to what the players say. Immediately after the game against the Titans, reporter asked Kenny Pickett what happened. Because remember, Pickens almost had that touchdown pass. And he says, look, they were double teaming Pickens. That allowed Deontay Johnson to get open. Tomlin addresses it on Tuesday saying, hey, we're a collective. He wants players to want the ball. For what the Steelers are trying to do big picture, I, I don't see this as a big a deal. But again, it's just channeling that energy in the right way with George Pickens. But you have a lot more experience with this than I do. I, I'll turn things over to you. Yeah, so I think what the fuss is about from, from fans and people looking at it from afar is, just give me a better body language, BP. Mm. That's all. Every 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 game not going to be a six catch, hundred and ten yard game for you, um, especially with opposing teams knowing what you can do with less catches and how big of a factor you can be in the game. So that's that's what it is. GP just got to understand. Just my personal opinion, like, bro, them third downs, them crucial, them crucial situations you're going to get double, but that mm. allows somebody else to be open. So from a fan standpoint, just go ahead on celebrate, be happy for your boy. You know, Deontay, Deontay haven't called a touchdown since what? 2021. Yeah. Since week 17 of the 2021 season, Ike. Yeah. So just, just, just show me some enthusiasm. Um, the same way you want from your teammates when you're scoring, when you make all them, acrobatic catches show me some enthusiasm when 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 your teammate score when he get in the paint that's all but you know them great them great ones i'm telling you i've been around a few great receivers especially dealing with pittsburgh but they they want the ball all the time because they feel like they want to be the reason why you're so successful yeah and it's exactly like tomlin was saying yesterday so deontay johnson got into the end zone he had a very good game against tennessee you also ran for a season high, 166 yards with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. So if you're going up against lighter boxes, given the attention that you garner, you can then kind of do more of a pick your poison. Yeah, I mean, also to on a crossing route, if Kenny would have just put some touch on that, DeAndre, GP probably still would have been running. Um, <laughs> and it's another time that uh, I think KP kind of overthrew him, but... That's just what it is. It's going to be some games like that, you know? And really, that's just a compliment to you, GP, on how teams feel about you, especially 
in crucial situations in the game, they feel like you're that guy. And then limited to two catches against the Titans. And no doubt we'll talk some here in a second about Kenny Pickett and his performance first three quarters of the game compared to the fourth quarter. But Ike, again, I look at what Pickett said immediately after the game. And you always tell me, listen to what the players say. And he's saying, if not for the attention garnered by George Pickens, it wouldn't have been able to set up the other things that we need to do with this offense. And Tomlin even said it on Tuesday as well. When you got the running game going, that helps neutralize Derrick Henry. And that was huge in the week nine performance against Tennessee. Now, Kenny Pickett in the first three quarters, Ike, there's the stat first three quarters of games. Passer rating 75.3, 108.2 in the final 15 minutes of games. He did what is the classic coaching. You can hear this in parenting, Ike, is the power of positive reinforcement. And I saw Mike McDaniel do this with Tua as well, where immediately the reporter asked this of, hey, how do you get Pickett going earlier on in games? And he goes, well, why don't you approach it from the other standpoint of, how well he's performed in the fourth quarter. And again, it's something that they'll work on. But I noticed Mike McDaniel did the same thing with Tua. And yes, the Dolphins haven't beaten a winning team this year, but Tua is in that conversation for the MVP race. I noticed Tomlin used a similar tactic in backing his player here publicly, despite the fact that we all know that the Steelers offense has had its struggles, especially in first half of games and really first three quarters of this season. I mean, that's, that's what you want your coach to do. You know, I, I feel a little bit better. My confidence is better. I know my coach with me, regardless on what's going on, regardless on what the outside world is saying. Like, you don't want a coach who's going to double talk. So, Coach coach T always talking about, man, don't listen to what I tell my players. Don't listen to anything outside this locker room has to say. And he he's actually showing he's walking his talk. Like, he's not listening to what we're saying, but he's still backing up his players. So, and we and I said this. We talked about this on the show too, as well. Like, man, I'd rather have a, I'd rather have KP all day in the fourth quarter because I know he's gonna come up clutch when it's time to come up clutch. I'd rather not have a, a quarterback in the first three quarters who play hot the first three quarters and then they flame out. So when you got a coach who understands really games are won, how we look at it in the fourth quarter, especially when especially when the games are tight, and you got a quarterback that just goes ice cold. And he wants the ball and he make all the throws that that needs to be made in the fourth quarter. And that's KP. So, like I say, man, just give me that's that's that Tom Brady, Michigan effect. If anybody know Tom Brady, when he was coming in for, for the closing games in Michigan, he didn't he didn't start at Michigan. But when they needed a play, when they needed a drive, <laughs> you call on TB. So that I look at KP the same way. Like and I just think Matt Canada being on that sideline is really going to help. Uh, KP throughout the course of the game. Yeah, and he'll remain there for this one in Week 10 against the Packers. That was confirmed yesterday by Tomlin during his media availability on Tuesday. And what do we call Kenny Pickett at this point? So people watching this, listening to this, I've heard fourth quarter Kenny. I've heard clutch Kenny. I've heard cardiac Kenny. But when he has all of those game-winning drives late in games – I compared him a few weeks ago to Eli Manning. It's not to say he's Eli Manning for the longevity and the two Super Bowl titles, but it's just his performance when your team needs it levitates a level. Now, again, you want to see that earlier on in games and the Steelers offense needs to continue to get right. I said this in our last show, Ike, even if the Steelers offense was like average right now, I think we'd be talking about 
one of the elite teams in all of the NFL. So how do you build on that on the back half of the year? This is still a very young offense. But I said, you know, your baseline this year has to be where you left off last year. They're starting to get things figured out. I, I like that they're starting Broderick Jones again. We'll talk about that here in just a second too. But if you can get the running game going, control the clock, pick it only needs to make a play here and there. And you've got really two really talented receivers on the outside. Deontay Johnson's been a pro bowler in this league before. George Pickens is on his way to stardom if they can find creative ways to get him the football consistently. So can you continue to build on that in the coming weeks, particularly if not only you want to get into the playoffs, Ike, for me, success this year, I know we always say Super Bowl, right? But okay, one game at a time. To me, a successful year this year for Pittsburgh would be not only to get into the playoffs, but to win a playoff game for the first time since the 2016 season. It's been several years to see that. If Pittsburgh could accomplish that, I'd say that this year's been a success in year two of Kenny Pickett. That's that's yeah. where I'm falling right now, headed into week 10. Yeah, I agree. You just want to get in the tournament. Once you get in that tournament, it's, it's, it's fair game for anybody. You can get hot at the right time. Um, I've been a part of that just get in the tournament hot, hot team in 2006 where we was the sixth seed. Um, we had to win the last four or five games to to enter into the tournament, which we did. And once we got in the tournament, we we was the hottest team. We was the, uh, on, on the road. You know, ain't nobody won plus. We had to go on the road for all our games and wind up winning and take it to the Super Bowl, wind up winning that too. And that's when, you know, Bussy in Detroit, and that's when Bussy retired. So you just want to get in the tournament. And I've been a part of us being the number one seed and winning the Super Bowl too as well. So you just want to get in the tournament. And I've been a part of us not being the number one seed, getting to the Super Bowl and losing in the Super Bowl. So you just want to get into that tournament, you know, regardless of my, how we might feel, how the roster look like, um, whose roster is better than who. By the end of the day, man, it's who defense is going to play better than who, who running game going to play better than who, who quarterback is going to play more clutch in the fourth quarter. And you have that right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It may not look pretty, but they win the ball games. The same way if you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they're not looking pretty, but they win the ball games. We know once they get into the tournament, you like clutch Patrick Mahomes, the defense they have now in the running game. And you can say the same thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers right now it don't it don't look good and it's not pretty but when it comes down to playoff football you know the scores the possessions are bare minimum defense amp up the running game amp up hey kevin some connection issues there too but the first six seed to go on and win the super bowl that 05 team into the 06 playoffs so uh we'll get ike back here in just a second but i hear what he's saying in terms of just getting in the playoffs, but if you want to achieve success, the offense needs to be better than it's been this season. Getting Matt Canada onto the sideline, it wasn't perfect against Tennessee, but they go down and score on the very first drive of the game. They're able to control the line of scrimmage and not get manhandled with time of possession. There's been one game in the Steelers eight so far this season to where they've won time of possession. So you want to win time of possession. Okay. Why is that important? The reason that that's important is because it keeps your defense off the field. And so when we saw that against Tennessee where Steelers lost time of possession, it was only by one minute, Ike. The Steelers had the ball for 29 minutes. Titans had it for 31. Keeping Derrick Henry off the field was so, so important. And so the offense isn't perfect right now, but can you build it to the point to where when you get into the playoffs, 
you can go on a run. Potentially, that's what you're trying to build towards. I don't think the Steelers are there right now, but by the end of the season, we could be talking about something different. Having Matt Canada on the sideline again, they've struggled in first quarters this season. There's no doubt about that. Going into last week, they had seven offensive points. They score on the very first drive of the game. Can you continue to have sustained success? And especially when points have been a premium too, uh, Chris Boswell's had a terrific season. I don't think he's missed a kick this year for Pittsburgh. So he's been very reliable in what's been a great redemption season where last year he had an injury, but you need to continue to progress offensively. And I just hope with Matt Cannon on the sidelines, that can help with Kenny Pickett in year two as well. And it looks like we've got you back. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, for me, Kenny going to be Kenny in that fourth quarter. That's Mr. Clutch. Spill it out with a K. Uh, Matt Canada on the sideline, if he continues to start off hot um, and able to sit down and talk to Kenny throughout the games, I think that's going to be clutch as well. But, you know, just getting back to what we're talking about with the playoff, being a playoff team, you don't want to be a playoff team right now. You want to be hot going into the playoffs. Mm. So um, right right now, uh, it's, 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 it's set up in my mind exactly where you want to be if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, with your record, where you stand in your division. Um, also, not being so hot right now. So, you just want to you want to hit the ground running towards the last, you know, four games going into the playoffs. So, I think Pittsburgh is in a prime position, um, not only roster-wise, but on the momentum they need to build on going into the second half of the season. Ike, uh, two rookies, Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr., listed as starters now for the Steelers. You say listen to the players. So I was listening to Mike Tomlin yesterday, and one of the reporters asked him if Chooks or Coral for speaking out had anything to do with benching him, and he said yes, and then they moved on. So I listen sometimes. It's like, mm, there's probably more there. I get that he has to keep some things close to the vest, but excited to see Broderick Jones and what will be his third start, his second at the right tackle position. And I hope that, okay, it's going to be similar to a week ago where, okay, Derrick Henry, how do you neutralize him? Packers have a good duo in both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. It's going to be very similar to where when the Steelers run the ball to the right side, can they get a five-yard gain like they did on the very first play against Tennessee? Broderick Jones will get his opportunity again against Green Bay come Sunday. I mean, you got rookies making impacts. Boy, that's a hell, that's a that's a hell of a front office, you know. Um, <laughs> you got you got Roderick Jones coming in starting, uh, as Coach T would say, he he's the spark, especially for the offensive lineman. You got a young, athletic, aggressive offensive lineman who wants to be on the field, and he's proven that he should be on the field. Just look at that first drive, and from that point on, with the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers, then you got a Joy Porter who asked throughout the week. Can he guard the team's best opposing wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins? And you know what? Pittsburgh haven't seen that since Ike Taylor. You know, it's, it's yes. He's just so, he's just so <laughs> yes. happy. He just so happened to be a rookie. So coach said he agreed. And you can catch you can catch DeAndre Hopkins on on third downs. And he was handling his business once he settled down on third downs. And the coaching staff said, you know what? Just follow him wherever he go, because you're doing a heck of a job. So. When you want two rookies who want to be on the field, but they've proven throughout the course of the season, you just can't give them them kind of uh, matchups at, from jump because you just want them to build confidence, finally settle down and see what the NFL regular season game feels and looks like. 
and them two settled down. And then you got, then after that, you got Herbert coming off the edge when when Highsmith and, and when TJ Watt, neither breather, you won't hesitate at all to put the young rookie in there. And then you got a, a man child at a tight end position in Darnell Washington. Whenever you need a block or a specific catch or you need somebody to chip whoever, you know he's going to do that anyway. So it's just this young rookie class, to be honest, which is just overall in general. Even though Broderick and Joey Porter are starting, which we kind of assumed throughout the course of the year, they would. But if you just look at this whole rookie class between Darnell, Broderick, Joey, and Herbert getting on the field and having impact on the field, that's a heck of a front offense, dog. Yeah, Darnell Washington, two catches, two first downs correlation there Mike Tomlin on Tuesday brought something up interesting and I think there's more to this I'd need to watch more tape Mike but he was talking about Joey Porter Jr. guarding DeAndre Hopkins in the matchup that that presented and what he noticed on tape in terms of the Titans running away from Hopkins when they ran the ball and then them running screen passes opposite Hopkins when they ran screens I would need to know more about tendencies and specifically what he's looking for in terms of matchups because the deficiency in Porter's game right now is his tackling ability, and that's something he'll work on and he'll get better at the more and more he plays. But there was something more to that, Ike, and I try to notice these types of things for our listeners and viewers on the show that watch Steelers football week in and week out, that things that they can pick up on. There's something there, and I get again, I get Mike Tomlin can't, explain all of that publicly but it was clear to me even on a shortened week they scouted something with Tennessee to say hey we're going to put the rookie up against a receiver who the week before had scored three touchdowns no Joey Joey asked for that so if, if that that wasn't a game plan so JP Jr. asked for that he, he went into the week and said he wanted 10 and when you have a rookie going into the week saying they're one of the team's best receiver, you got to respect his mind, <laughs> you know, because when we was winning Super Bowls, who was playing the team's opposing best receiver? It was Ike T. What number J.P. Jr. got? Uncle Ike. When he was going home and his dad was having conversations about the cornerback position, who he was talking about? Uncle Ike. So all he's known, seen and heard is Uncle Ike. All he's known during the playoff runs, the regular season run, the Super Bowl runs, was Pittsburgh was locking things down. Uncle Ike, number 24 at the time, was locking receivers down. So, hey, coach, you've been knowing me since I was small. You know since I was small and been in training camp, I've seen the 24 before me lock stuff down. This is exactly what I want to do. Now it's on you if you're going to let me. So I, you got to sit back. Let me talk to the coaching staff throughout the course of the week. And the first thing, if I'm looking at as a coach, a rookie comes to me and say he's he wants to lock – or shut down a team's posing receiver. I'm like, he ready because you don't you don't ask for that. Usually coaches give you that, but usually rookies don't ask for that. For that young man JP Junior to ask for that, and the coaches said, and they start they you know just give him a sample size. We're gonna let you do it on third down to see how you do. And once JP Junior calmed down throughout the game, the third down went from you know what 24 got 10 all game. But it's it's the fact it's the it's the, it's the fact, it's the confidence that he had in himself to go ask for that assignment and do well at it. What goes into the mindset of that, Ike? I want to be the best. Like if I'm if 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 
if I call myself a shutdown corner, why I'm not playing the team's best receiver? Why I'm not covering the team's best receiver? You know, and, and, and that means traveling. And that's exactly what JP Jr. did. It's a difference when you can just shut down one side. There's a lot of corners in the league who can just shut down the side. Man, you know how hard it is to follow the team's best receiver? It's, 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 it's way harder than what you think because it can be in, in, any given play. So either that's going to lengthen your career, that ain't do nothing but lengthen my career or shorten your career. Either your butt going to get burnt all the time and you're not going to play or you're going to be locking stuff down and they can't play without you. <laughs> so that's what it is. Let me ask you this too. How do you have the mentality of, okay, next play in the previous play doesn't even matter? How do you have that short memory as a corner? Good or bad, whether you lock down the opposing team's receiver or, okay, I've gotten burnt to this point. I need to regroup next play. How do you go in? How do you go into that from the mentality? I'm trying to get kind of get into a psyche of what goes into playing a cornerback and being a lockdown corner. I think Coach T got the best analogy, especially on the outside of perimeter with the corners. Gunfighters get shot. And I just take it to a I just take it to a whole nother level. Gunfighters get shot but I have a doctor on standby to heal my wound ASAP. Mm. And that's just letting that play go. <laughs> so, you, you know, sometimes when you want to shoot out with the best receiver on the, on, on the opposing teams, they're going to make their plays. You ain't going to score no touchdowns, but you're going you, you gonna to make your plays. And you just got to, like, shake it off and be like, he got me on this one, but he ain't get me on the next one. You know, and it kind of pisses you off when it do. Sometimes you got to be woken up by a play from the receiver because it, it gets boring out there sometimes if you're that lockdown corner they're not throwing it to your side so if it's a third and five and he catches the slant and that's first and ten okay now i didn't woke up i'm like god it, 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 it just be that easy if it if he get a 15 20 yard play okay now i didn't woke up about to lock him up so sometimes getting a play scored on you played on you ain't a bad thing you know, sometimes you just need to get woken up sometimes. You just can't let it happen often. Mm -hmm. Well said, Ike. Well said. Uh, speaking of star cornerbacks, Steelers got to know where 23 is. That's Jair Alexander, one of the best in the league for Green Bay. Mentioned the running game for the Packers, too. That's really my keys is, again, so what we saw a week ago with Derrick Henry. You've got A.J. Dillon. You've got Aaron Jones in the backfield. Some young playmakers on the outside, Christian Watson, all that. But time of possession is going to be huge. Packers team that's three and five entering this game. And then on the opposite side, 23 can make plays. He's going to neutralize whether he's up against Pickens or Johnson. Again, pick your poison. This might be a game where Pickens has to serve more as a decoy. But I'm going to say this too. If Jair Alexander is everything he's cracked up to be, and he's one of the NFL's elite, you might not need to double team Pickens, so then maybe Pickens can take advantage of some of those one on ones. That's a battle I can't wait to see is to see who the Packers put Alexander on, whether it's Johnson or Pickens. Yeah, I mean Jair Alexander, he he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite in the league. He 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 does not get the recognition he deserves, but everybody in the league knows he's he's one of those guys. You throw it his way, he's gonna make you pay. Um, but it's between KP and GP. They just throughout the game got to figure out when, when, when I'm going to have them one-on-one -on -one matches, if it is a matchup. And, boy, I like GP over anybody in one-on-one -on -one matches. Just throw it in the area where he can be acrobatic. 
and he's going to come down with the ball. That's that's just going to be a feel for the game between them two on when it's the one-on-one matches. Yeah, Ike, I've got the Steelers taking care of business. They're three-point favorites, 24 to 17. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens come Sunday. Really quickly before we sign off here to former Steelers receiver Martavis Bryant back on the Cowboys. And Ike, his rookie year was your final year in the league. I wanted to get your perspective now that he's worked his way back. The 31-year-old receiver, receiver signs with the Cowboys practice squad. Man, listen up. If he didn't get in trouble like how he was getting in trouble, he probably would have been Pittsburgh best receiver ever. 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 I've have I I haven't seen a guy that tall, that fast, that agile, that agile. I mean, when when A B got hurt during that playoff run, he single-handedly damn near beat he damn near beat Cincinnati, but he he single-handed damn near beat the Denver Broncos, and that's when when the Denver Broncos had to shut down secondary. The no fly zone. So that young man, Martavis, we'll see how he is. I see he's been keeping himself in shape, but we're gonna see what he do. But I mean, Dallas got him one right now, boy. Okay. Yeah, I, he might already be the Cowboys' second best receiver behind Dallas. CD Lamb. Like that, Dallas got him one. Dallas got him one. That catch he had against Cincinnati, where he flips into the corner of the end zone, is one of the coolest catches. Uh, obviously in Steelers lore, you've got, um, San Antonio Holmes in the Super Bowl, but the completion of that catch is just absolutely spectacular. That's been on my timeline since this news dropped where it's like, Hey, don't forget what this guy could do with the ball in his hands. Hey, listen, usually, usually his guys with that kind of athleticism are, are, are smaller guys, mm-hmm. guys who tall like him usually don't have that kind of athleticism. For a guy to be that tall with short man athleticism is scary, but he's on a he's a he's on the right team. He's on a team that need another receiver. And once he get if whenever he gets on the road, whenever I don't know when, because he's gonna get on the road. It's it's that's exactly what Dallas needed. Tate. They they needed a tape. And they and they got a one. Excited to see when he can get on the active roster as he works his way back into the league. Uh, Ike, I want to thank you. You're the absolute best. Today's presenting sponsor, BetOnline.ag. NFL Week 10 is here. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. Uh, use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, Apple and Spotify, five stars and five stars only. Uh, Ike, please fill it, fill in the blanks if I'm missing anything here. No, you ain't missing nothing. Just got to just going to repeat what you said. Got to give a big shout out to BetOnline.ag for rocking with us since day one. Give a big shout out to you as well, Mark, for rocking with us, rocking with me. Believe in Steelers podcast. Keep tuning in. Make sure y'all subscribe to YouTube. Give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Frank Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching Believe in Steelers. We will see you next week. Enjoy NFL Week 10, Steelers, Packers. Till then, take care and so long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.